Marketing is broad and there are so many different ways to get your brand out there. One that often feels out of reach is getting press and media coverage. But even if you're a small local business, there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be using this strategy to get visibility and build awareness for your studio amongst your local community. So the big question is, where do you start? Who do you contact? What do you say? Those are all the questions I'm getting answers to in our episode today with my very special guest, Gloria Chu. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran, and I am so excited you're here with me today. I am super thrilled, especially because we're going to be talking about a topic that I very rarely talk about with uh, my studio owners. And that topic is the topic of PR. And it's a, it's a marketing strategy that is actually very easily overlooked. But I want to change that for you today because getting media attention on your studio business is so incredibly powerful. Now, fortunately, we have got an expert in the house. I'm joined today by Gloria. She is a PR mentor who teaches business owners how to hack their own PR with her three-step CPR pitching method. And she helps businesses get featured all over in places like the New York Times, Vogue, Fast Company, Forbes, and more. And her mission is to make PR more accessible so that founders just like you from all sorts of backgrounds um, can learn how to really get that traction and build credibility um, in their local community as well as the wider community. So welcome, Gloria. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Let's, I would, why don't you tell us a little about your background and how you have ended up where you are today? So if anyone's thinking about having a non-traditional career path, this episode is for you. Um, so I actually <laughs> never worked a day in PR or marketing agency. I actually used to be a US diplomat. So completely different, but I always wanted to see people win. Like I was the connector among all my friends. I just love to be everyone's unofficial hype woman, like cheering them on. So when I left my job in the government, I did a lot of soul searching and I wanted to do something around PR. I applied to probably a thousand jobs in PR and the agencies were very strict about having someone that came from that kind of cookie cutter experience. That's an agency background, which I didn't have. So I just had to basically start getting very tiny little clients, you know, small businesses who I work with, um, really not that much budget or industry connections. And I had to pick up the phone and started cold calling. So literally dialing the operator of the New York Times, the operator of CNBC, of Wall Street Journal and, and pitching with the, with the five seconds that I had, you know, before the person hung up on me. And I think through the years of not having a roadmap and always being an outsider, I've been able to pick up on what worked and what didn't just through cold pitching. And now I'm going to share with you, you know, how anyone can basically cold pitch and get that yes from the editor or, you know, the, this podcast host. Awesome. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit more? Why don't we start with, you know, defining what PR is? I think, you know, we all have different probably ideas about what it means. So how, what, how do you just define it? 
So a lot of people use PR and marketing kind of interchangeably. It, it is a very complex landscape with tons of pay to play things. I'm sure you've gotten a lot of those spamming messages in your Instagram, like, oh, you can be featured here at the top 50 fees apply, right? So when I, when I talk about PR and what I do for small businesses, it's purely organic. So you're not giving away free merchandise to the influencer of the week. You're not paying to be featured. You're earning it. And so the reason why it's so important is because you're being vetted by a trusted outlet. So for example, the New York Times, you cannot pay their journalists to get featured, right? You have to buy an ad. And so if, if it was so, so easy, everyone would be doing it. But if you are featured in these top outlets, you can leverage their audience of millions of, of people. You get that credibility, you establish authority in a way that you, you really can't with ads. And I'll give you a metaphor of what I mean by marketing versus PR. So imagine a man and a woman are on a date, right? And um, the man is telling the woman that he's a great guy. He went, he has a great job. He has a great family, all the right things, right? So that's marketing. You're saying the right things to the right people. Now, imagine the woman goes home from her date and her most trustworthy friend calls her up and says, you know, that guy you're on a date with, he is such a great catch. He's such a good human. I see him volunteering at the children's cancer hospital. You really got to play your cards right that's PR. That's the power of someone else vetting you. So that's really kind of how I would illustrate it. Yeah. And, and, you know, alongside that, um, the credibility that it, that then creates, there's just an element of visibility as well that you don't get anywhere else, even, even if you pay for it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, you know, I always say, PR is basically the earned media is the best of the best because it's long lasting. It lives on the internet for decades. It's SEO optimized. It's searchable. Um, and it's the most credible. So you can pay for an ad. Again, you're feeding the beast. The moment you stop paying for it, the faucet <laughs> runs dry. Your stories on Instagram don't last. They're not searchable. All the time you're spending on TikTok, the moment the algorithm changes, you're, you're basically, you know, you're, you're at your victim to the algorithm. So having earned media is the law is the best way to have sustainable traction, visibility, and traffic to your business. Awesome. Awesome. And so is there a point in time where you become ready for PR as a small business? You know, as a boutique fitness studio, we're working most of the time within a local community. We do often have, you know, online, an online element or, or arm to the business as well. But for the most part, we're working within a local community. So how does PR look in that environment? How does, what does, what makes, what, what makes sense there? Well, PR not only allows you to charge higher premium pricing, it opens up the doors to allow you to be seen as an industry expert, right? So we know for a fact, especially in Pilates or anything wellness, that people are taking advice from someone that they believe is an expert. Now you can bombard them with a ton of ads. You can happen to be in the right street, but that's not really a sustainable business model. But if you are quoted in a fitness um, magazine or a women's health you can use that. You can leverage that in every meeting and every conference. That's going to allow you to do more speaking. That's going to allow you to open up your sphere of influence, network with the VIPs in your industry. And so for all of those reasons, I really say that PR is kind of the one domino that hits all the other dominoes. It really is a basis for all of your marketing. It just makes everything so much more robust and, and valuable. Yeah. And it, you know, you stand out from the crowd and that, and that credibility is so important because when you are, you know, you are a studio owner, there is so many, there, you, you, it, it can be hard to distinguish between, you know, you, what your studio does and, you know, if 
what that yoga studio does and that other yoga studio does that's just down the street. Right. And so if your studio has that, you know, as featured in on the website, or if you get coverage with like a local news outlet or anything like that, it instantaneously elevates um, the perception of value that exists within your business. So yeah, it's, we're, we're all on board <laughs> with some PR. <laughs> so, um, how do we get, like, where do we start? And I think this is the hardest thing. You know, when I, I, I encourage all of my studio owners to really look at building their network, um, locally in every, at, from every angle, whether it's networking with other local business owners and, um, working, you know, other sort of local, you know, micro influences as it were, um, and even reaching out to, to local media outlets, where does it, where, how do you kind of, who do you contact? How do you get started? What do you say? And how do you know if you're really ready? Yeah. Well, the first thing about what you said about local community is we're all in a place where things are, have gone virtual and we want to tap into that ability to leverage our time. And we simply can't do that being always in the store, you know, delivering services. So as we look for ways to leverage our time, maybe, maybe be in a consulting capacity for whether it's a product or a service, you're going to need that PR, that, that traction, right? It's going to allow you to have bigger audiences more than just your local vicinity. So that's kind of another argument for PR. Now, in terms of being ready, it's like, I think if, if you are ready to, to take a customer's money for your business or service, you are ready for PR. Um, and then in terms of how to get started, I want to first start with debunking the myths or the lies that the PR industry has told you. And the first one is that PR is a privileged thing that only certain people on the inside have access to. This is absolutely false. The system was built against us small business owners. The PR industry wants to make us think that certain privileged people, they are the only ones that have access and the keys to the media when in fact, it's actually not true, right? Journalists every day are looking for business owners to share their story. It doesn't matter how big or small their business is. So that's the number one lie we need to bust in order for us to successfully do PR. Because if we keep believing that it's only going to be these privileged, cool kids that can have access, then it's, there's never going to be our turn. So that's number one. Um, that, that that we need to bust. Second thing is the lie that the industry has told people, which is that PR is super complex, that it takes a lot of time and you need to, you know, like hire someone like a publicist or someone who knows, you know, contacts. So that's also false too. Um, PR is literally two things. It's what to write and who to send it to. This is how 90% of the people get published. They literally send an email that is a pitch. And then that starts a conversation. So don't let people trick you into thinking that it's some crazy complex thing that you need all sorts of advanced degrees and skills. Now that you know that PR is literally what to send and who to send it to, you can start working on your pitch. This is probably the number one skill I think as a founder, that's going to give you the biggest ROI because it's going to allow you to not only get featured in media, speak on a podcast, but also speak in VIP panels, speaking awards, and that's really where my CPR method comes in. So from hacking my own PR and cold calling, cold pitching, I came up, came up with this method that uh, only I, I came up with because, again, I never had contacts and it's called the CPR method. So I can definitely go into that a little bit more. Yeah, I would love to hear a little bit more about that for sure. So the CPR method is, is a structure, is the way you write your pitch because it all starts with a pitch. All the people in my program, you know, that I serve, they are small businesses. They have zero industry contacts. They have zero connections. 
And it all starts with the pitch and they get featured. So how do you write a pitch, right? What, what is the element of, of that written email or what have you? So it needs to have CPR in it. So C stands for credibility. One very simple sentence, why you are pitching it. I don't want you to go crazy. I don't want you to think you need to have awards or all kinds of degrees. It could be as simple as I am a Pilates instructor in this vicinity, right? That's it. That's your credibility. Now, P in CPR stands for point of view. The reason why this is important is because experts have point of view. And remember, we're not selling your services. We're positioning you as an expert and experts have point of view. So it might be things like three movements to do for winter time or three, three things to look out for, you know, like it could be tips and tricks. It could be do's and don'ts. It could be contrarian. It could be data. It could be survey. It could be whatever it is. Right. So what is the point of view that you have about what's going on? Now the R in CPR stands for relevance. This is probably the most important part of the pitch. And I actually start off my email with the relevance because we're competing with the journalist's attention, every single sentence, every single line, we want to make sure we capture them from the beginning. So I usually start out my email with, hey, you know, James or whatever the, the name of the journalist is. And I set the tone of why, what's the relevance right now? So right now we're recording this. This is summertime, right? So people want to be outside. They want to have more mobility. Maybe they've been cooped up. So they need to start their regimen. So it might be something about what's happening this season what are the trends happening? Maybe it's for getting the, the exercises to help me, you know, do my first hiking trip that I haven't done in two years, right? Whatever that relevance is. And then you would go into your point of view. And then I usually would con conclude with one sentence of credibility and then just end the email with, you know, I'm happy to share more insights. Here's how you can contact me. So the energy of the pitch is you positioning yourself as someone that can give an insight to a topic that people are already talking about. We're not doing groundbreaking research. We're just offering up our opinion so that the journalists can come back to us when they need someone to interview for a story. Perfect. That is incredibly helpful. So it's really interesting how you talked about the point of view and the relevance piece is so critical because I think that's where we have a really hard time with thinking about what to say. And, and I, I think if I, you know, as I'm listening to you and I'm thinking about all of them studio owners that I work with, um, I think a lot of them would say, well, how is what I'm going to say different to what everyone else is going to say? Does it matter? Do you have to have some like, you know, really sort of out, you know, out there or really strong, like conviction about something that you want to change? Is it, is it, what, what is that point of view and how you know, extreme is it? Does it have to be big? Is it, or is it, is it, what, what is that? And how is that, and how do you kind of get attention with that from obviously from, from someone who might, might, um, you might be trying to reach out to? Well, that's probably the most common question. And I think that's also what the PR industry makes you think that you don't have a point of view when there are no shortage of angles. Um, you know, journalists are generalists. So they're looking for someone to just organize a pitch in a way that can give them an idea. Um, Ivory Howard, who is in my PR starter pack program, she is a Pilates instructor and she literally was quoted in an article titled, what is Pilates? And this was published in 2022. So this was published in us news. So this is a top tier outlet with millions of views. So there you go. If you want to ask, well, I have nothing else to say. So there is always going to be beginners. There's always going to be people who to read any kind of story, any outlet. So don't let these limiting beliefs or these structural systems that make you think you need to have something groundbreaking to pitch because literally that article, what is Pilates was published in June of 2022. Right. So, you know, what I would say to 
and, you know, a, a lot of the studio owners that I work with, in fact, 99% of them have spent an awful lot of time honing their teaching skills and um, advancing their education in whatever type of movement modality that they, they teach. And they, every single one of them has so much to share. So it's, it's, there's, I would, yeah, they don't, there's no shortage of, of insight and information and expertise that, that can be shared. I mean, there's like spring, summer, there's winter exercises, there's Pilates on the go, there's Pilates with kids, there's introducing your elderly parent to Pilates, there's Pilates after hip surgery, Pilates with, I mean, there's, there's no shortage of angles here. You know, it's, it's, it's all within you. Yeah. So say a studio owner has used your CPR method has put together, I guess it would be an email, presumably, and they've just found the right person to send it to. Then what happens? <laughs> do they, how, how soon do people hear back? What does, how does it work after that? What should, what's, is it, is there an instant sort of like, uh, okay, let's write an article. What, what, what usually happens? Well, I think if it was instant, like social media, everybody would be doing it. Um, it. It is definitely trusting in the process and planting the seeds, right? Remember, it's a relationship with a journalist. I just had a business insider journalist on in my group program talk about how she doesn't respond to the emails, but if something's interesting, she puts a tag and organizes it and comes back to it. So we have no crystal ball. We have no idea what the editorial calendar is, but if we don't put our name in the hat, they're never going to be able to go back to their inbox and do a search if they need someone to talk about a topic. Um, I also need have to stress the importance of a follow-up. Journalists get hundreds of emails a day, sometimes by very pushy PR people who are getting paid tens of thousands of dollars. So as small business owners, we need to reclaim our power and not worry about being pushy because I have yet to meet a single journalist who has banned somebody or gotten upset. You know, they're so used to it. This is how it works. They understand that stories come from them pitching the entire billion-dollar industry of PR exists because people are pitching. So don't be afraid to pitch is number one. Number two is you got to follow up. The beauty is in the follow-up, right? How many times have we gotten an email and we're, and then next, you know, a phone rings and then we got to pick up our kids, right? So definitely follow up. I would probably follow up after at least three or four days. What I like to do and what I teach in my program is first install an email tracking device. So that way, you know, if they're, if it's being open or not, right? Cause if your email is not being opened, then maybe you got to change the subject line, but Install an email tracking device. There are some very cheap and expensive Chrome extension, just literally Google like email tracking device. That way you know who's opening it. So that's number one. Number two is after you send the email, I usually like to send in the email Monday through Thursday, um, somewhat around 9 a.m. their time. So it's at the top of their inbox. And then I would follow up with a short message on whether Instagram or LinkedIn, whatever platform they use. So it could look like an email sent on Monday at nine. It could be a DM right afterwards. Hey, um, I saw that you cover this and as summer, summer is here, I've offered three ways to, for you to take your Pilates regimen on the go. Um, here's the email that I sent you. Let me know if you haven't received it. So it kind of reminds them, nudges them to go back and look at their email. It's all about staying top of mind. And then I would probably follow up once a week after that. Amazing. And so when you're following up, is it, are you repitching or are you saying, did you check my, did you see my email? <laughs> What is it? Well, Are you it, saying? It depends on what's happening with the news, right? So if if they've if they've um, if they haven't opened it, 
then you can definitely just resend it. You know, you can change the subject line. So it depends on what the data is telling you. If they've opened it up a few times, they haven't responded. It means that they're interested, but they don't have a place for it right now. So basically keep in touch with the journalist, comment, like their posts, keep them warm, kind of like how you would do in sales, right? I mean, it's a relationship. So whether it's turning on your LinkedIn notifications or following them on Twitter, if you happen to use Twitter, um, but it all starts with tracking it, whether or not your email gets sent. And before that, you need to master how to write a pitch. I mean, that's really one of those $10,000 an hour tasks that like will pay off so much in the long run if you just know how to be relevant and relatable in every communication that you do. A hundred percent. The That art of communication is just so critically important as a business owner, right? It's just, it's everything. It's everything. It's in your marketing, it's in your sales and your PR, it's in how you communicate with your clients and how you win them back and all of the things for sure. Right. Someone said something like, uh, you know, if you give me six hours to talk, chop off the tree, I'm going to spend five hours sharpening the knife. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. And the, the follow up is 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 super important. And I, I think you you know, the key, one of the key things you, I think you said that stood out, stood out to me from my conversation so far is just thinking about this as being this isn't like a one time like I sent an email and then boom, like. I'm on the news the next day or something like that. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, you're opening the door and you are kind of, you know, you're kind of waving down the garden path and being like, I'm over here, I'm over here, you know, when, when, when you, when you, when you're ready. So it's about just it not, I would imagine, you know, you know, we don't want to put some expectation on this that it's going to, it's like a pass or fail, right? It's sort of, it's, it's that you're playing the long game and you, you kind of, it's a bit of, you want to, you need to be putting yourself out there. If like you said, throw your hat in the game, right. And be a part of, of what of being a part of, you know, be, making sure your business is visible. Yeah. I mean, the longer the game, the bigger the reward, even if you know how to get onto one podcast, that's six pieces of content right there that that host is making for you. That's reels, graphics, pins, um, audiograms, uh, SEO. So to me, it's worthwhile to keep sharpening the knife so that you can cut down the tree. But a lot of people, they want to do the low ROI tasks. They want to watch animal videos. They want to do browsing on Instagram. They want to hunt down every person on the DMs. And that works for a little bit, but then you realize like that's not sustainable. So how can we invest in systems that can really work for us so we can work smarter and not harder? And that's really what PR is really doing for you. Yeah. Because it comes back over and over again. You know, I have a, I have a, an, a wonderful studio owner who was actually featured in Vogue and they're just is so incredibly fortunate. And, you know, this is, you know, she has a beautiful article. It's on her website. It, it's, it's, you know, it, and, and it, and it really adds to, you know, the, I mean, she's an incredible teacher. She's been teaching for an extremely long time. It's part of the reason that she was covered by them, but it was, you know, it's, it's really, it's helped her to have that endorsement from them as well. It's, and that's kind of how it, you know, how it looks. And I think that it's, it's certainly given her a lot more, um, visibility for, from people who are, you know, reading that piece and, and learning about what she does. So it's really, it can be so incredibly powerful in so many ways and it can keep, and it keep kind of, it keeps feeding, right? It's not just a one, like you said, one and done, like, you know, a 24 hour story or a reel that just gets like swiped up. It's, it's there for a long time. Exactly. I mean, you can spend months writing blogs that maybe your friends and family will read, or you get onto one 
outlet. And that's like at 10 times the SEO of like writing a hundred blogs. So for me, I'd rather do that all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's hard, right? Cause I think the one thing that I think, you know, we, we kind of, we, there's a lot of, um, uh, mindset work that kind of goes with putting yourself out there like that. You know, do you see that a lot? Well, I think it's the industry. Like I said, the industry profits uh, off of, of people because they make it seem like, oh, it's so difficult. You got to give it the reins to us. And that's why they charge $10,000 per month for six months with mediocre results. And as long as you know how to be your own, uh, you know, master your own story, you can delegate it to an assistant or an intern in-house. And that way you own the relationships. So for me, it's about if you look at all the marketing tasks that you're doing, PR is not another thing to add to your plate. It's just one thing that's going to serve as a basis to strengthen all the other things that you're doing. Yeah, 100%. So important. Yeah. And then you have to do it, right? And it's powerful. When the, tra- when the payoff is, is, is what it is, it's, you can't not do it. Yeah. And then you can do IG lives, you can do collabs, and you can literally mention in the first line, hey, we were recently featured there. The tone of that is very different than begging someone, you know, who, who you think is like harder to reach. So it's already, it's, it's already been validated for you, you know, so it kind of speaks for itself. It really does. It's really one. It's yes. It's so incredibly powerful. So, um, so if you're a studio owner and you, if, and you're listening and you're kind of thinking, Hmm, I think I kind of want to I want to kind of learn a bit more about this. I, I've learned a lot today listening, but you might want to dive into this topic a bit more. Gloria, tell us a little bit more about where people can find out and get some more of your help. Um, I know that you've got some incredible resources available. For sure. Well, my PR Secrets Masterclass, you actually see an entire pitch re- reveal word for word that I wrote for someone that got them in a fast company. Um, so you can see the CPR method in action and you can find me at, on all the things at Gloria Chow PR. So that's spelled C-H-O-U, Gloria C-H-O-U-P-R. I'm on Instagram. You can also go to GloriaChowPR.com slash masterclass to watch the to watch the CPR method in action right now. Um, and then if you DM me the word pitch, I will send you an actual example of a wellness pitch that got someone featured in Shape, Allure, Pop Sugar, Bustle, Wallpaper, Club Industry, and so many more. And she's like a 23-year-old uh, fitness instructor. So you don't need to have decades of experience or letters after your name to get featured. Amazing. I'm going to add all of that in the show notes. So if you're listening and you didn't catch all of those, I'm just pop down to the show notes and click on the links and I will, you'll get access to all of it. Um, thank you so, so much, Gloria, for sharing all of your amazing insights today. I know this is a topic that um, is often overlooked in our industry. And so um, I'm really glad to, that you're able to come on and debunk all those myths and share with us exactly what we should be doing instead. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.